We got fanboy Hooters. Now we need fanboy King Kong. I would like that. How great would that be? King Kong falls in love with a little cat boy. Oh my gosh. Aurora, and you're listening to Nymphomercial, the podcast where we... What the fuck do we do on this podcast? <laughs> we review hentai. The podcast where we review hentai both enthusiastically, enthusiastically and regrettably. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's been a little while since I've had to do that. <laughs> and uh, it, this is episode 69. <gasps> That's a sex number. Yeah. Woo, nice. That is a sex number. Do you think we'll ever get to episode 420? Oh, blaze it. Hell yeah, Good we will. Lord. Dab, dab. I can't wait to see what we do on those days. Yeah, just eat yeah. edibles and find something really batshit crazy. Oh, God. Maybe I'll do weed again. <laughs> do the weeds. I've done weed yeah. once and I'll do it again <laughs> for the podcast. I had, I've, I've never done a weed except for I had like a, like a, maybe a 16th of a gummy and it didn't do shit. So you just had the leg, <laughs> just yeah, the an, leg. <laughs> a bare leg. Uh, I, um, I ate like seven edible cookies that were like from oh, a medical marijuana uh-huh. thing. Um, and I ended up just like crying on my friend's couch and left alone. So that was the neat. vibes were not immaculate. No. Interesting. I'm, I'm the sleepy weeder, the one who does the weeds all the time, but <laughs> they just make you tired. I'm like, I don't have anything to do for the next five hours. I'm going to do the weeds and take a nap. (laughs) That seems very unexpected of you. (laughs) You think uh, Aurora would be the wild weed one? (laughs) No, I'm the exact opposite. Dude, I can't even take melatonin because it kills me instantly. I'll be like, ooh, someone will be like, have a little melatonin. I'll be like, okay, cool. And then like 15 minutes later... I'm slurring my words. I can't talk. I have to like drag my body into the bed. What does Benadryl do to you? Yeah. I. <sighs> yeah. Just reverses time if you take Benadryl. I I feel like that if I take a regular Benadryl, I feel like Rip Van fucking Winkle. I go to sleep and I wake up and I don't know where I am. So I have to take children's Benadryl. <laughs> like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'm just the toughest out of all of you. (laughs) I can handle my Benadryl. No way. That shit knocks me on my ass. Like instantly, Mm -hmm. too. It's funny because like most people are like, oh, I take a Benadryl and I'm like perfectly fine. It's like I have to get the non-drowsy because I feel like even the non-drowsy, my body's just like, no, Benadryl equals sleepies. Mm -hmm. Even then I'm still like, ooh, it's time to go to bed, right? (laughs) We took the bennies and now it's sleepy time. Popping bennies to go to bed. Hey, I mean, that's perfect for an airplane, you know? Yeah. Gotta stop those kids from crying somehow. (laughs) Now I'm just like, because I get really, really bad motion sickness, like terrible. Like there's never been a a time where I was on a plane and I wasn't throwing up. So I just imagine like me being tired and also puking. Just like. (laughs) Just strap a barf bag to like your head while you're sleeping. (laughs) Yes. Just like a little feed bag. <laughs> Just look to the person next to you. Can you hold this? <laughs> <laughs> we'll use some of the ear protector, or sorry, the ear savers that Milk 3D printed <laughs> yeah. to hold the, the barf bag in place. 
Yes. I'll make you a special one. We'll even put the little Nipfomercial logo on the side of it so people mm-hmm. know. Get the advertisement yep. out. Oh, oh, good old motion sickness. <laughs> Speaking of Nipfomercial. <laughs> Uh, yeah, episode 69. And and so we wanted to do something special. There is a lot of hentai that is special to each of us that are long. And we haven't had like any long hentai on the show. So we decided we're going to start doing some some hentai clubs where we kind of come back to things a little bit regularly. Mm-hmm. We're, we're holding off on some of our special ones, though, because I, I found this gem. And it's shorter than some of the other things like Alfie or Owls in Sexland. Uh, but it's still a good, good chunk of six chapters. And we probably won't even get through a full chapter today because uh, last week we spent like two hours on an 18 page <laughs> and I died. Mm-hmm. Just rich in content. Yeah, yeah. Um, but today we have... Momo Hime. <laughs> uh, in English is Princess Momo by uh, Kazuntite. This is quite the doozy. So let's uh, crack into it, shall we? Okay. Or, or wait, wait. No, before we do that, uh, Princess Momo, that of course is a parody. Uh, Cake, do you want to take it away? Explain yeah. a little bit. This is a story I'm very familiar with. I mean, this version I might not be, but... Uh... The folktale, the Japanese folktale that this is based off of, I have a very, very intimate history of. Um, it's called Momotaro, is the folktale that this is based off of, or Peach Boy, as it's known in English, about an old couple that finds a giant floating peach. They crack it open to eat it, and there's a little boy living in it. There is a little boy. The little boy... Wait, are you sure this, are you sure this isn't James and the giant peach? Isn't that the same... Isn't that the same but story? James line? wasn't born in the peach. He went into the peach. Um, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you use the peach as your friend. I was born in the peach. Molded by it. <laughs> but uh, Momo Taro's family, the village that they live in, like these stupid. Oni fucking come and wreck house and steal shit. And Momotaro decides to leave and fight them. He goes to Onigashima, or the island of the Oni, and he makes some animal friends along the way. Pretty famous folktale. Supposedly, it takes place in a real place in Japan called Okayama. Like, they've got the claim on it taking place there, but that's a relatively recent thing. But yeah, Japanese folktale. Curious to see um, it get the shit lovingly torn out of it, and this hentai parody of it. Yeah, yeah, because it... Uh, just from that description alone, there are a few changes. And so we we kind of see an establishing shot of like a, a wasteland with just like decrepit buildings in the background. It says uh, a long time ago at the foot of a mountain in the middle of nowhere, Granny and Gramps live together. Just the two of them. God damn. Gramps is looking he's, like a fucking sexy ass Santa. He's jacked. <laughs> Yeah, he's got this like square beard and like kind of the hipster cut with the long hair on top and shaved sides. And he's like putting on some type of like ventilating suit. So he's like COVID ready. (laughs) And his fucking like his like one piece like fucking mechanics outfit is like down around his waist and like tied so you can see all of his fucking abs and shit. Yeah. And he's got the classic Santa grandpa eyebrows where you can't see the eyes. Mm hmm. 
He's telling Granny that he's uh, going to head out. Don't stay up late. And Granny's like, sure. Now, Granny is this like very thin, petite woman with like long hair, closed eyes, just wisp of eyebrows um, in in a loose robe. Your typical hay on beauty. So we see Gramps like heading out and Granny is um, (laughs) she goes and gets this like refrigerator backpack. (laughs) Um, It's like twice her size in height, four times in width. Or just all together four times. I don't know how measurements work, but it's huge. (laughs) (laughs) And it's strapped to like, um, like a rack. And she like accidentally forgets to take it off the like rack and it breaks off the wall. So Granny's tough. And then we also see her like dumping, (laughs) jumping and dashing into the air Naruto style with this huge ass refrigerator on her. Yeah, so she's going to go mow the lawn. <laughs> Who mows the lawn in the mountains? You know. So I'm, something's fishy already. Goats. Yeah, but Granny ain't no goat. <laughs> or at least she isn't right now. Yeah, we never know. Yeah, Gramps goes to get uh, clean water. And you see him like, it, it wasn't a ventilator pack. It's actually a water filter. He has it like set up next to the river. And there's like a hose getting the water out. I like the touch that you also see like a gasoline tank and pumping to it. Like the mechanics make sense. Oh, no. It's good world building. Mm-hmm. And the booty. There's a booty coming down the river. Yeah, yeah. We see a, a, peach, a little booty a coming down the river. <laughs> a peach while, has It looks like it's a farting booty, too. <laughs> also, if you notice, Gramps is, while drinking water, reading some type of erotic literature. Oh, yeah. I see that pussy on there. Old man cunnilingus. Mm-hmm. So next we see the peach come a little bit closer. It's surrounded by skulls and cans and just debris in the river. But it doesn't look quite like a peach. <laughs> it looks like a, a feminine torso. And he says it was the largest peach he's seen. And he pulls it out and he washes it off. And yeah, it, it's just like. I don't know. Like it's a flashlight. It, yeah, it's a flashlight. It starts kind of like right under the breasts. Yeah, and it's the belly, and then it has like the hips. And coming out of the vagina is like a wrapped hilt. And he he pulls it out, and it's kind of like um, a curling iron dildo. <laughs> yeah, a curling iron dildo. It's like it looks um, like a cactus. Yeah, it's a dildo, and it's got like one of those little prongs, but for the butt, you know. But very um, Ninja Turtles Raphael-esque, in my opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he pulls this out. He oh, starts uh, no. doing a little finger action, and he's saying it's incredible. It's so warm and moist, it feels exactly like, no, even better than the real thing. Who in their right mind would throw this away? Uh, so yeah, he's in like the middle of nowhere in this desolate wasteland, and his first thought is, "Oh, someone threw away their sex toy. I washed it off, though. Better put my ween in it." Yeah, typical. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, Granny said she was coming home late, uh, so he can get some some good action in with this thing, I guess." So he starts having sex with it, comes in it, and then he pulls out, and the the belly of it extends. And then out comes an egg. Not an egg. Not nope. an egg. So, <laughs> it looks uh, like an your egg. Tag. Your tag is birthing. If that's something yeah. that is triggering to you, bail out for a second and come back. 
yeah, out comes um, from inside the peach uh, a little baby girl. Uh, she's got a little tuft of hair on the head and Bill Cole Gord and everything. And they mention she's as cute as a button. I like that. And we see Dick went soft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had his fun, and now he's a happy grandpa. The The moon comes up, and next we see Grandma and Gramps, and uh, Gramps is covered in lumps on his head from a, a fight that was fast-forward over, and Graham is just holding this precious child, and they name her Princess Momo. From one panel to the next, we already see a tuft of hair into a full head of hair. Mm-hmm. We're growing up quick. Yeah, it says, and then in the blink of an eye, she had grown into a healthy young lass. And we see Momo in a very anime-esque style, just like standing on a jutting piece of rebar, looking out to the horizon. Can we note that she's got like on the thigh-high stockings, but it's doing the nice thing like like where the elastic kind of digs into the thigh. So a little bit of the chub comes over the top and that's just chef's kiss beautiful. Yeah, yeah, she's very cute. She's got uh, just like the short bob cut straight bangs, but a long like ponytail also. Huge old eyes. Uh, and she she also has the little wisp eyebrows, just the little little peanuts. Little hay on period dots. Yeah, we, we see her hopping around the desolate wasteland, just doing like parkour. And she she's now at the top of some of the buildings. And she goes, wow, what of you? I can see her house from here. Who cares? <laughs> I have more important things to do. And we see her uh, sit down and she starts to to spread herself open. And she's got her nifty little pickle rod. And <laughs> she begins to insert it into herself and then like squat up. And she she starts masturbating. And she says, no better place to play with myself than one with a great view. And it's like quarantine's gone on so long. I don't even know what a view is to the point where when I heard that, I was like, oh, like playing Breath of the Wild. (laughs) (laughs) Close enough. That's that's the closest to an outdoor experience. Genshin Impact is my real life now. That's the only time I've seen a tree. Uh, So now she is like leaning forward, squatting, vigorously thrusting herself, but also has the like captain lookout hand thing going on like as she looks at and says it's like so vast can't believe like only the three of us live out here and this is where we get some like some flair for cake because we see a monstrous furry man lurking in the background that's a big pig that's a big pig yeah it's a big pig, but um, he's like kind of anthropized Uh, he's like on his hind legs his front legs are actually arms with claws instead of hooves and he's like drooling and momo's just like really getting into it she's like leaning down on her boobs and he like swipes at her and then she's gone and then we see her behind him and she goes nope you suck at hiding your presence very anime (laughs) ninja speed we get another establishing shot and then a zoom in straight to the sexy parts I should mention we've got a little bit of like mosaic pixeling here. It, it pixelizes the full like dick and also like a, a wink of a butthole for her. And she is just pounding down on on this boar guy. And she's like, oh, so good. I'm coming again. And she's like getting really into it. And, and it's a little hard to tell what's going on. I can't tell if she was like if he was in her and they 
pulled out to come or if she's just been grinding against it the whole time. Yeah. Because his dick looks huge. Yeah. He gets totally spent and she says, oh, real ding dongs really are the best, <sighs> though. Okay, how do you say this? Oh, jitty? Jitte. Which I was just looking it up. Um, it's a type of ninja weapon and it does look like that. They basically made a dildo look like kind of like a Ninja Turtle style sigh. It's basically like a sigh, but with that's missing one prong. It's a real weapon, though. It's called a jite. Yeah, a lot of times these old like what Japanese weapons were like from farming equipment stuff. Yeah, I think we talked about it in one of the episodes. But yeah, they were farming implements because a lot of times when samurai would leave, it would be up to the women and the older people who lived in the village to protect themselves. And if samurai are the only people that can have weapons, these people got to use farming implements to protect themselves. Exactly. And in during times of peace, they can turn those weapons back into dildos. Mm-hmm. It's the circle of horny. <laughs> so yeah, the spore goes soft, can't get up anymore. And she's like, oh, that was too quick. She She's a girl of long lasting stamina. She realizes, oh, she has to get back. So we turn the page. It's nighttime. And we see Momo has carried this giant boar home and it is dead and it's being presented as dinner. <laughs> so a little bit of a treat for Aurora here. We've got Vor. furry and we've got Vor. Because, yeah, they just fully on cook up and eat this dude. We just see the bones and Momo with like a, a big belly, just like so full. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just having dinner and talking and and then the the mood kind of quiets down and then granny says now then princess momo momo looks pretty like stressed out and we get a little bit of a jump cut to this like shack covered in padlocks we see coming from inside the shack uh momo is like oh why and they're like you know why we are quite certain that i told you going like up to the the building's decrepit area would be punishment. Uh, and they they explained that the boars only live there, so they know that she went out there. And Momo being like, or Rapscallion is like, oh, why can't I go there? And Granny explains, listen to me, that mountain is cursed. If you travel there, you too will come under its curse and most likely be unable to live with us again. So, I... Wondering, Cake, is there some kind of tie to the original story with that? As far as her being locked up and cursed? No, 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 the mountain. The mountain? Yeah. No, the only thing I can think of is that, like, Onigashima, the Oni Island, like, isn't a good place to go. Nobody's really been brave enough to go and attack the Oni. So my prediction is maybe that's where the Oni live. But Yeah, I I am going to say this isn't. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll keep going. That this is when Momo admits that she goes there all the time and nothing happens. But like kind of as a slip up and Granny's like, oh, have you? And mm-hmm. she's like, oops. And they tell Momo that she's locked in there for three days as punishment. And Gramps, once again, just looking even hunkier. His, his like outfit looks to be even lower than before. You know, just really showing off some Santa V. <laughs> he says, think about what you did. And Momo is in this this little bunker and she's she's talking about how like granny goes up there every day. Why can't she? This whole like curse thing is like not true. And she's not a little baby anymore. And she's like doing like handstands and stuff. 
But then she goes rifling through stuff. And apparently she put something in the shed just in case this happened. (laughs) Um, Imagine like a fake Christmas tree, but smaller, uh, covered in bumps. And that's what she has. Um, But she's not using it to celebrate any holidays. Um, she mounts herself onto this and it's just like this giant ass dildo so big tapering out to the base like wider than an arm she like kind of does the cross legs pinching fingers zen pose as she like floats down to the base of it and then she kind of like hikes herself back up and she's doing like flopping her legs I don't know (laughs) yeah just like she's doing the butterfly (laughs) Yeah, she's just flying herself up and down on this, only using like her vaginal muscles. And she's counting from like one, two, and she gets up to like 625. And then I guess this is enough of a workout because she mounts it from the ceiling. (laughs) And she's like doing swings with this huge ass like dildo in her as like a continuous exercise. Yeah, so just... The most intense vaginal exercise. She flips off and she starts like hearing the sound from outside. It's saying energy levels critical. And it's kind of got this like robotic tone to it. We see the like square bubble, you know, then we we jump cut to like a rock outside starting to shift and Momo pops out. (laughs) And she said she actually knew that there was a way out this whole time. I guess she was just trying to be good and just do her masturbating training and peace in the shed. Uh, But the allure of the the robot voice has called out to her. And it's continuously saying energy levels critical. Please charge immediately. And she's running off and she she has a little gardening shovel and she starts digging up and she goes, what the heck is this? And she finds the peach. It was just buried, I guess. And now it's talking from... Kind of the womb area. Oh my goodness. And so she she opens the peach up with her fingers. And so we get this like internal <laughs> shot from deep inside the peach, just looking right at her. We see the... It's what a gynecologist sees at a pap smear when they put the speculum yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny because her eyes are all big and she's got this cute little smile. And then she like just puts her fist down into it. Just like the gynecologist. Mm-hmm. And she says there's something in there. And she pulls out this like little burlap sack with button eyes and a sewed mouth. When I first saw this, I was like, oh, it's Burl from Wieners and Wyverns. Yeah, Wyverns. my little friend. <laughs> it's giving me, um, you know, the movie Nine, the animated movie with like the. Oh, yeah. yeah it, it looks like one of those ragdolls. Oh, kinda. Yeah. As she's like holding it up, we kind of see it's got like little nubby arms and legs and she's like a sack and it like then zooms in on its face as it's gasping and it goes master <laughs> it like jumps in between her her titties and it starts like then groping them as it gets like big old humanoid hands Smoking. and she's like freaking out and as it's like squeezing her boobs she starts to lactate and like she is losing it in her face like just red eyes tearing up blushing drooling and he's like drinking that milk and then we see her like fall back and she is like squirting vigorously um so apparently she can get off from breast stimulation alone must be nice 
it probably helps that his hands are all burlappy, you know? Rough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next time you're with a partner, tell them to wear the burlap gloves. <laughs> or get some calluses on your hands, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Aurora talked about last episode, like a lack of nipple sensitivity. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe we need, like, burlap gloves dipped in, like, ghost pepper sauce. Mmm. That yeah. sounds so nice. <laughs> yeah, your face really is conveying that. <laughs> uh, so so this little friend is saying, uh, oh, you've saved me, master. My data was just about to be erased. And like she's crawling on her arms and she's like, master, who who are you? And why do I suddenly feel so dizzy? And he was like, I was built to support you, master. Oh, gosh, it's so hard to read some of this text. Is um, it C-O-C? I just read it as clock. Like, that's that's how I read it. Yeah. Uh, a smart enemy finder and cock strength. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Strengthening drug dispenser. Oh, oh strengthening drug <laughs> dispenser droid. Kib. And I thought he was saying, like, his name is Kib, but it's one of those, like, um... Like a verbal tick? Yeah, yeah. I think its name is supposed to be Kibi, though, which is also on brand for the folktale, because oh. what Momotaro takes with him on his journey is Kibi Dongo, which are, like, these little Japanese, like, pastries on, like, a skewer. I mean, what is a burlap sack besides the sack of pastries yeah which he does take a bag of pastries to oh oh it's a bag of pastries yeah there he you takes go. a bag of pastries this one is just full of i guess aphrodisiacs and life <laughs> instead mm-hmm. um he he explains that to avoid having his data erased he had to suck out some of uh momo's energy and that she might be dizzy for a bit but she'll be fine soon and, and she's just like, oh, this sack can talk, um, which like, I mean, I guess if you've only known two whole people your your whole life, a talking sack would be pretty impressive. Yeah. I'm just I have to like reread through some of his text and see if any of it's important. <laughs> not not a lot he, not that a he's saying lot. on these pages yeah. matter. Other than he mentions uh, we need to return to the research center where we were born. Momo, Momo's pretty sharp. She catches on to that. He he says, I'm nothing more than one of your accessories. We we cut back to our, our grandparents. Gramps and Granny are talking about maybe it's time to tell her that the curse thing isn't real. It's not, not enough to convince her anymore. And Gran understands this, but she is afraid. She says, uh, if we tell her the truth... She will be really upset. And then then once she knows the truth, she will hate me. Which again, pretty curious. Does this stack up to the original in some way? You know, I'm wondering now because of the choice of using Hime, if it's a mashup of two folktales. It might be a mashup oh. of Momotaro and Kaguya Hime. So we'll see. Uh, they, they explain she's going to find out no matter what. And it's impossible to keep her away from the mountain forever. And we have to tell her before that, you know, it's the bullshit thing in all stories where someone's withholding information out of love. And they're like, we got to tell them eventually. And they're just about to find out on their own anyways. 
It's one of my, I, I hate this trope. <laughs> I don't know why it's used so much in storytelling. Uh, but yeah, so, so Graham is like starting to like tear up a bit um, and she's scared, but they, they kind of agree that there, there's no way that Momo will leave them. And so we see the next morning where they, they plan to tell her, but Momo is like off to the, the mountains. She's hopping around the debris. Her little robe is flailing. We see vaginal shots galore. <laughs> and as we get to the top of this mountain, we have our little Kibi like has like little telescope eyes sur- surveilling everywhere. He has made like a screen out of <laughs> head pipes. Enhance. Yeah, yeah, the little target showing. Uh, we see his little shutter eye, and he's like displaying a, a crevasse in the ground, and he's like right here. So Momo like hops down, and she's like, "Oh, I've never been here before." And they find like um a security door like closed shut, and I keep wanting to call this little dude Burl. <laughs> he like busts it open. And she jumps down and she goes, oh, it's pitch black. And he's like lighting up the way. And as soon as he lights everything up, we see a just huge badger just like leaping out of nowhere. Again, just a giant dick. And it goes right into her vagina. Yeah, like just like jumped right in, like stuck the landing. That's precision. Mm hmm. Look at look at little Kibi. Look at his little face. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, master. <laughs> and like, she is so into this. Like, she is smiling. She's like, oh, more, more. Shove it in me harder. While he's like panicking. He kind of reminds me of like that friend that like thinks his like su- slutty friend needs to be chaperone. It's like, just let her live her life. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, she comments. She's like, oh, are, are you like already done? And then... It's it's kind of a smear to show motion that she's like wiggling her ass on him, but it kind of looks like she has three ass cheeks. <laughs> it does. Yeah, she's she's got a, a triple booty, you know, like sometimes when you get one of those like strawberries that are like got an extra bump and stuff. Mm-hmm. She's a peach with three bumps. She comments on that, how this badger needs more training and... <laughs> Our little friend is like, master, as we see, uh, like, just a pile of naked roll mat, <laughs> naked mole rats, Rath, like, you and chasing down the hole. They're, ho- they're not naked. They have fur. I Do want they? this future with yeah. fucking the furry. The future is furry. Government <laughs> issued fursona. Yeah. <laughs> the rat pack is coming. Yeah. So, um, you know. Maybe we should just Photoshop all of our rat sonas into this. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be so funny. Well, there are three prominent rat heads. Yeah. Open. Uh, claim yours. I'm the bottom left just peeking out of the corner. <laughs> uh, but once again, Momo just like takes it like a champ, super into it. And they're all drained out. And she comments once again. She goes, oh, that's it. I, I don't know, like everyone has their own different stamina limits, but it seems like every single one of these like monster folk are just like super quick and then completely done to the point they can't move. Maybe they just have yeah. a, a very like a specific refractory period where they can't get it up again or come. And that's valid. Everybody's different. Yeah, they're they're designed for breeding. So once they shoot. They don't need to do anything else. Mm -hmm. They can take a nap. (laughs) Like lions. Yeah. 
uh, Kibi like kind of mentions how incredible she is. And she's like, oh, I've been training. I eat beasts for breakfast, which is like. <laughs> like her little like pee stance too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's lifting a leg and just like spraying out like a thick shot of cum. <laughs> yep. There's gotta be queef sounds too with the sport automatopoeia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we get another one. And this one is like um, some type of mole. For sure. We yeah. don't even see eyes. Um, <gasps> the prairie dog looking ones are also very cute. <laughs> They're scary human biceps? <laughs> no. Yeah, they look like prairie dogs, but with shaved biceps. They're, they kind of remind me of Sonic the Hedgehog with the tan <laughs> arms. It's not even shaved biceps. It's like legit human arms on a... <laughs> On a little prairie dog. If you yeah. um, don't it's pay your so taxes, scary. your government issued fursona isn't going to be very good, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. We see her just being Eiffel Towered. And it looks like they're being rather gentle with her. Like, we see her, see one of them grabbing her by the hair, but, like, with slack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's just, like, gaping this dick down and, like, rubbing her little ass against the other. Uh, we see, like... What attempts to be an x-ray shot, <laughs> but is very dismissible because of the pixeling. But we also see a like um, a shot through the, one of the monsters to show her just cum filled holes. And she's finally starting to feel a little exhausted. We see sweat and other various fluids covering her body. <laughs> uh, and she's like, this is a little much for me. How much longer till we get there? Kibi says, if my data is correct, this is it. 20A, and he like, you know, puts on his little sunglasses, hacks his way into the machine, and and they're in. As the door opens, we see a big gasp, and there's just this giant monster. Uh, he looks like um like a kind of a thin, masculine build with like tubes connecting to his forehead, jutting fangs, but like just skin draped over bones with this like huge curl on his chest. And a big old dong. Yeah, just huge dick. And And he's tied up too. It looks like he's chained up. Yeah, yeah. And it's at this point that they both like realize this is an Oni. Uh, 100 years ago, this Oni became the first and the last one humanity has ever managed to capture. Kibi? <laughs> and we kind of see a comparison. This thing towers over Momo, even though it's on its knees, <laughs> chained up to the wall. Its dick is about the size of her body. Mm-hmm. Got the JoJo sound effect, the go, 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> it was flaccid, giant dick. Yeah, yeah, um... And we we do get a full panel just like this dick. And this is the first thing we can tell is a dick, despite the heavy pixelation, mm-hmm. just because it's so massive. We get just a higher resolution to work with. Mm-hmm. I hope his foreskin's not too tight. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I see a good head shape there. I think it's a circumcised Oni. Yeah, I would agree with that. She says, uh, I'm not sure even if I could beat this one. And our little sack friend starts like hacking into more machines and goes, oh, this is weird. This facility uses the energy stored in that Oni's horns as a power source. But according to these documents, they were used up completely more than 10 years ago. And they're like, so what's keeping the lights on then? And at that moment, the power goes out. 
Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and we see our protagonist's eyes looking at each other. And they have a bad feeling about this. And then we see owning claws just coming out. And now with the light on, we see just how horrific this Oni is. The the tubes have been removed. There are like holes to the skull of where the horns once were. The, the skin is like wrinkly. There are spirals covering all over. There seems to be like dust just piled on and like flowing off of him. Just huge muscles still, though. And... Uh, he grabs Momo, rips her clothing off. She's like, you have to be kidding me. And he just like kind of brings her up to his dick to show that now that it's hard, it's even bigger than her. And and she's like, oh, no way. And like, why are you so f- uh, freaking strong? And if you do this, like, it's too big. It's definitely <laughs> going to break me. And he does the classic like pulls the legs apart and then pulls her down onto his dick. And he like just gets the head in and it like fills up her little belly. (laughs) And then we see this panel of her just like kind of sitting on the dick, just like (laughs) belly bulge. And she's just like drooling. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's an ah ahega. Yeah, we got two really good ah ahegas on this page. Like the first panel Mm -hmm. is really good. And then, yeah, the one where you can see her belly. Uh, also yeah, inflated. The, I mean, this whole thing's riddled with good ahego from the like really enjoying it to the like mind break yeah. too much kind. Um, this is when Ki- uh, Kibi like just starts busting out all these tools. He's got a syringe, a saw blade, a hammer, and he's just running at this Oni who is too big to even stand in this room. And he's like, putting his hands on the ceiling, trying to like break it while Momo is just like dangling off the end of his cock, like passed out. I wish this was animated by uh studio trigger. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like I could just see Gurn login vibes all over this. We see the decrepit city and the ground is starting to break and the Oni just like bursts out from the bottom, just leaping up. I'm getting heavy Evangelion vibes from this like vertical leap. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we see like Momo just like titties jiggling, bouncing on the end of the dick again. Oh, man. She goes outside. How long did I pass out for? Oh, no. <laughs> She's like, oh, it's no use. My body won't listen to me. She like can't get herself off of this dick. And then the Oni like grabs her. She's like, there's no way it can go deeper. And he like lifts her up and then vertically thrusts her back until like this dick goes like through her whole body. And she like coughs up when she, I that's got to be pre-cum. Like it must have just shot a little spittle yeah, through my, her. My question yeah. was if this was cum or if the impact was so hard that she fucking ralphed if so that would be an infomercial first no i think it's come i think it just has gone all the way through her it's gross whatever it is Uh, yeah and she goes oh let me go and she's like i I never thought there was someone this strong out there because till now she thinks she's been the strongest and she goes oh at this pace and she's like starting to reflect that like she's going to lose she might die And she's starting to reflect about Graham saying, you'll never be able to live with us again. And it shows her eye crying and she says, I'm so sorry. Now, I I froze at this panel for a while because I thought it was like a contact lens fell out onto the ground because it's like an eye just in type of like a grayscale thing. Mm -hmm. So wasn't quite sure. 
Um, but you hear those jing bells ring tingling, and Santa comes to save the day. Santa Claus coming <laughs> town. Comes to smash it with a hammer. Yeah, he's got this turbo hammer. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. It's got, like, jets on the back of it. Just, like, busting into this Oni's head. But we still see, like, Momo on this dick. Gramps is just, like, beating the shit out of this Oni while our little sack, like, is, is like, also trying to come to the rescue but being fairly useless. Uh, as Gramps, like, swoops Momo into his arms, Granny from off screen just, like, reaches out and grabs our little sack friend by, like, the face. He recognizes that Granny is an Oni. And that's when her hair like parts to the side and we see two little broken horns that are glowing. She goes, you bastard. How dare you undo the seal that I sacrificed part of my lifespan to create by operating the electronics inside the research facility. You drained what little power was remaining. The sack reveals that like, oh, she must have been using her own horns to power everything to keep that ancient Oni at bay. And the, the sack seems kind of surprised that she would do this. I think it's like shock that an Oni is so um, empathetic, like doing something like that to to save people, like like kind of a stigma against Onis that this like sack is programmed to have because of ancient knowledge, I'm guessing. But our granny recognizes that Momo is the only thing that can kill that thing but she'll need some of these. And she starts like breaking off what little horn she has left. Oh no. Um, and Kibi is like worried. He's like, oh, if you cut that horn with like what little you'll have left, she gets and like he gets cut off as she like shoves the two broken horns into him and is like passing out. Um, so Granny is truly sacrificing herself for our, our princess. And, and as she passes out, uh, the Oni uh, rips off Granny's clothing. Kibi is like rushing off to Momo, spouting off all his like scientific bullshit. He's like counting down time. I don't know uh, if you're trying to masturbate to this. Good luck. But he he gets to Momo and he gets his little syringe out and he he stabs it into her as as Gramps is saying that uh, he'll leave the rest to her. But not until after he says, get off my wife, you only son of a bitch. And like hits her with the hammer one last time. But unfortunately, as, as he gets to the, the impact, the Oni just like throws Gramps to the side. And now we see Momo's eyes like burst open. She's got like snake pupils. She is glowing pure white energy. Her nipples are glowing. Yeah, yeah. She she's just super Saiyan, but all over. She calls out to Gramps and then she sees that her Gram is just being like also belly bulged by this giant dick. We get a zoom in of her eyes and she has got like spades inside her irises. I think they're supposed to be peaches. Oh, because kind okay. of the you know how in in the um, how here we tend to make peaches more like heart shaped that way in Japan. Mm-hmm. They tend to when there's an illustration of a peach, it tends to be upside down with the leaves at the bottom. So it's more spade rather than heart shaped. OK, yeah. So she gets her her spade eyes and rescues Graham. Graham is just like, oh, don't don't look. And Momo's like, oh, I'm sure they'll grow back right away. And she's like, oh, you knew I was an Oni. And Momo didn't. But she does say 
Granny's granny, and that's all I care about. A very accepting queen. Yeah, yeah. Kibi like yells, oh, look out. Physical damage has no effect on the Oni. Momo's just like jumping around, just like punching and kicking this thing, bouncing it around. And she goes, some reason I knew that. I knew it wouldn't take physical damage, but I know how to kill this. And we see her jump in the air. And she starts to, like, get energy glowing around her. And her womb... It's very Sailor Moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her womb starts to get these little stars. <laughs> womb, prism, power, make up. <laughs> um, and, and we see energy starting to wisp from all directions around her. And her vagina is starting to, to moisten up. And then... We see her just yell as she shoots this Kamehameha like out of her vagina onto the Oni. But instead of like exploding it, this like ball of energy turns into like a womb and vagina. And we like see an x-ray of the Oni dick like in this energy ball. (laughs) And like it starts to to like come and shoot its load and the energy ball like just like disperses and there's just like this giant pillar of <laughs> semen as the Oni is like a dying and Momo-chan is falling down. And then Momo-chan stands up the victor as the semen comes crashing down, covering her. And she goes, huh, I feel great. Her attack is a thing from Japanese culture. Oh, yeah. Um. So I think it's February 2nd. Let me double check. Hold on. I like how she didn't just kill this thing. She fucking turned it into a skeleton. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, so her attack is what you say on Setsubun, which is kind of like early spring festival where you throw uh, dried soybeans at someone wearing an Oni mask and you say fortune in, Oni out, and you throw the beans to get rid of bad fortune kind of thing. Well, she definitely threw she a bean. She threw a bean. That's she sure. flung a bean. <laughs> yeah, and he's looking like a dried soybean now. He yeah. is. That's <laughs> such a cool little little thing to add in there. I'm very impressed. Kibi mentions how she has, like, absorbed all the Oni's semen for its power. It was so low on energy that that attack drained it dry and killed it. Well, we see a few days later, and, and Graham is uh, bandaged around her head, laying there. And they say she only has about two to three months left to live because she has sacrificed her horns. And Momo says, like, she will promise f- to find a way to heal her. Gramps is asking, like, oh, what you were saying, is, is that true? And uh, Kibi, like, goes on um, saying, yes, like, if we go to the Oni Island, there should be an incredible medicine there that will cure an Oni from any condition that they have. And as long as she doesn't die, we should be able to heal her. So we're, we're setting up that journey to the Oni Island, like the original. Yeah. But I doubt the original was in order to save an Oni. No, it was to basically kill the Oni that were fucking up the village and get all the shit that they stole back. Yeah, so instead of killing an Oni that's fucking up the village, we fucked the Oni to death, mm-hmm. and now our grandma Oni needs to be saved. <laughs> Let's go to Onigashima! <laughs> yeah, so so they're getting ready to do their, their journey but Gramps says that uh, her her outfit needs to be modified. She can't just go out in this like very loose little robe. And so then we see our our last page of the chapter uh, that begins Princesses Mo- 
Princess Momo's journey for her destination to Oni Island. And she's got this very cute, just basically cloth in the front of her body Mm -hmm. with what I'm assuming is a little bit cover of her ass, but still no underwear. Her vagina just free for the world to see. Yeah. But still a very cute design. She's got her little dildo sword on her back and um, she's off to her adventures. And um, eventually we're going to come back to find out more of those adventures. But in the meantime, good luck on your erotic endeavors. Happy episode 69, everybody. as your friend. I was born in the peach. (laughs) Molded by it.